0: Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
1: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. <laughs> It's fight in. It's fight in. A
2: Hello and welcome to the Fighting God podcast. Very special podcast because I'm joined online by former Tottenham defender Ramon Vega. How you doing, Ramon? Very good, very good. How are you? I'm, I'm really good because Spurs are top. Well, not top. We won two games. Arsenal have lost two games. You couldn't think of a better start to uh, a Premier League season, and this is all under the cloud of Harry Kane's potential move to Manchester City. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I think we should just get straight into the Harry Kane stuff because I was talking before we started recording that, you know, when you were what you was tweeting and how you was reacting to what was going on with that, this situation, and what when it, as Spurs fans we had no idea what was going on or seemingly what was going on. There was no statements coming out. There was nothing for four days. And you was making noises about, you know, this is incorrect. How, You know, when you first heard this situation about Harry Kane, what was you, what was you thinking? What was going through your
3: head? Well, as I say, uh, I pretty much was the same uh, thinking uh, like everybody else. It, it's, it was, from my point of view, outrageous, that, um, the way it was actually communicated in the first place. Arrogance, sheer arrogance in the first place. Number two, um, taking so long to even... To get the communication out of a personality you're expecting by now as mm. a captain of England to handle such situation an expectation is very high, as you can imagine. If he was just a foreigner, I think he would be scrutinised completely. But because he was the England captain, uh, well, let's let them go a little bit. But obviously, as an England captain, you, you're getting some very good, major responsibility to do that. Nothing happened there. And I was, just really, I was just very, very, very honest about how I thought and I felt about the situation, as simple as that. There's no uh, uh, evil kind of thoughts behind it, it was just... Honesty about myself, what I thought about the situation, and I think that's a reason really I stick to that
2: i don't think i don't think it, yeah i don't think it came from a, a place that was um you know like you said evil or or, or you know had an ill feeling you were commenting in, in a way that I felt you know related to me in in the way i was thinking, feeling about the situation well
3: and... I, I think listen, I was an ex player um, at Tottenham and I went through in the nineties we went through. Harsh periods as well, and I've been good as me sometimes, absolutely hammered at the stadium, for some of the fans and everything else. Did I actually complain ever? No. Did I? Uh, uh, um, um uh, Didn't go to the training session because of that. No, the fans are the number one. They're the one uh, kind of, we're happy they're actually coming to the stadium. And that's the one you have respect. I always respected the fans. Whatever they say about me or not, I don't really care. I played for the club. I respect the club. And I respect most important, the fans. And my point of view, my concentration is to give something to the fans back. And what have they done? They won the League Cup for them. And that stays even today unfortunately, unfortunately, mm. still there as 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 a, as a medal winner, you know? And that's yeah. the only thing I can actually do for the fans. Whatever they think about me or not, I really don't care because I'm the player, I'm servicing the fans and the club and that's the ultimately most important part and I do not see that from Harry Kane's action. Think, and that, yeah. I think, if I was a fan, I would be extremely disappointed thought think- I was a you know? I,
2: think, so I, think, well, I think mostly it was just, this was just found ourselves in a really odd situation because we didn't expect this from him. We didn't expect the way things had been conducted. And I'm just curious from your perspective.
3: And well, before... I think the two colors coming out, you know, and personalities, when it goes well, you don't know them. You only start to know about persons when it starts to go bad or a very difficult situation is coming in like, stress situation, then you know exactly what kind of personality that person is, you know? And it just show these true colours. I don't but, think that something was never there. It was always there, but unfortunately, it was never put to test from my point of view. And I think that's the disappointing part of it. So,
2: I mean, but that's... it's No, I mean, I guess that the way he's behaved, um, you know, it does, does show an element of his character that we didn't know was there. But it's really difficult by the same token, to think, well, look at all the amazing stuff he does and all the, the the great things that he said and the relationship he has built, we have to take that into consideration as well as fans. We don't want to, you know, it, it, it looks like we're in a situation where I can't see him moving to Manchester City now. I don't, I don't know how they if unless they pay the money as 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 has always been the case. I'm not sure how they can, um, how how they, how Harry Kane ends up anywhere else but playing for Spurs next year.
3: Well, I, I, I think for, that's another one I will also kind of, kind of not just give this, but also I find it disrespectful, you know. First of all, Harry Kane is Tottenham Hotspur's player. He has a contract, as simple as that, full stop. Man City knows that. There's not a closing in that. Uh, whatever negotiated that contract for Harry Kane, I uh, have no clue why he didn't have a, a clause into it, either because they didn't have the confidence uh, to do it or uh, or sheer stupidity. Simple as that, you know. But from Manchester City's point of view, it's disrespectful to the club to approach a player who is under contract and talk about it and get it out. Either they do it quietly and fast mm. or just say, thank you very much, we're not interested anymore. And that's why from Manchester City I find very disrespectful. From Harry Kane's point of view, he should very simply say, I'm a Tottenham Hotspur player there. Yes, of course, the interest is there for Manchester City. If they come up and agree with the club, I would definitely think into going go into it. And I don't think anybody, anybody, will even say something about it, because he culminated honestly about it mm. and how he wants to do it. But not having any clue, and that's the worst, because then the media will make any rumours out there You know, to be honest, with you, the fans were getting even more angry to start with because they're getting disrespectful. I feel sorry for them. They adore this guy. And you just say whatever he's done. I tell you the one now, everything you do in the positive and if one thing like that in that kind of disrespectful, it goes away one second. Yeah, because that's that's the fundamental part of, of the relationship between the player and the fan is that respect. You can do God knows one. And Frank is saying, at the same time, what has he really done for the club? Well, he's, he's probably uh, well, the best striker. Well. <laughs> Listen, he's a striker. Yeah, That's his job. Of course, goals. but
2: he does it better
3: than any other striker we've ever had, bar Jimmy Green. Yes. He's still not on the Jimmy Green side. Jimmy Greaves won medals mm. for the club. Did he win anything for the club within seven years? If he goes
2: to Manchester City, the struggle isn't... There is no struggle to win anything. They're guaranteed to win stuff. i don't
3: so. get, I don't take that as an excuse. Champions I, uh, League final. Sorry. No, I know. He, he Champions always, League final. I'm sorry. Never... I'm sorry. If I'm in the Champions League final, even with my broken ankle, I go into it and get to win that thing. Because you're not getting to the Champions League every year, especially mm. as a top of Motspur. So from my point of view, I think the excuse, he couldn't win something. a had opportunities. He had more than opportunities. I'm talking seven years, not one year or two years he's in the club. Seven years. And as a striker, the job is to score goals. As so simple as that. But if you want to be top, 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 you only also win something for a club we are winning.
2: If he, and if he goes to Man City and wins something, it doesn't matter, does it? Because they're guaranteed. But if he does it at Spurs, it
3: means something more, more, much more significant. Without um, a doubt. There's no, there's no question. It's ten times the value of winning for Tottenham uh, something that potentially with Man City where potentially, yes, the, the the sign that they're going to win something is because of the strength of the deep pockets they have to mm. buy some, some players around him. Saying that, but you're disrespecting again all your teammates. If I was in the dressing room, now we can. I would completely be disrespected to be honest with you. Okay? you. So, yeah, of course. You, you will think we, we are a team, we are not good players around here. What, what's that all about? Why are, you, why are you playing here then with us, you know? we work working for around you. But I think uh, 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 it, it's important uh, to, to address that as well. And I think maybe some of the players completely thought uh, or feeling that as well. I would be not surprised.
2: Well, you think there may be some sort of disharmony or ill feeling towards Harry Kane because they felt uh, disrespected by his actions. you think that may, may be the case?
3: Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this case doesn't... And, and I have to go praise the players... On Sunday against Manchester City, and of course, Wolves with the two games, the character and the attitude they brought into it because such a kind of saga has a little, a little effect within the dressing room, you know. Wow. Because you might have a pro and against, you always will have that, as simple as that. That's in every dressing room in the world, okay, and especially such a very kind of pronounced kind of player where you don't know where he's going and maybe in potentially disrespecting some people potentially might even think that he completely respected the player to disrupt the dressing room like that I will be absolutely fuming myself if he was a player in there. I'm not joking mm. I would be mm. fuming because you were actually disrupting my career my season my club in this class I'm playing for because you might go home next week and that's it you left behind with this mess I think um
2: I think the reason why Spurs fans are being uh, a little bit guarded now about their opinions on Harry Kane um, is that it, if he does stay, then we just want to get on with it, right? And we appreciate that he is, um, you know, he, he hasn't gone about this right way at all, and that the ill feeling may 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 come, uh, so may may be there, and, and it, that it, our relationship with him may be damaged beyond repair. But you have to live together uh, if he stays, and. Um, and I think potentially he would sign a new contract because I don't know what you feel, next year it's really difficult for him to move anywhere. If you think Mbappe's available on a free, Haaland will be available for good money and Lewandowski's looking for a new club. Those are free players that are going to cost less than Harry Kane even next year. Maybe Haaland a bit more. So,
3: but what- this is what I'm trying to say. That's why, why he's handling such a situation not the most humble way possible. Because that's what actually made me really angry and disrespectful, because he's really, you know, I would say, quite arrogant, point of view, handle whatever advises him, I don't really care, but that's he represents him, and not to other people. You know, he's old enough, okay, to make uh, judgment how he's handled the city situation. And especially as an England captain, everybody up and down the country will look up after you, how you handle this situation, you know? so. In my point of view, the respect is there, because he respected all of us, including me as an ex-player, because I've, I know how he feels in the dressing room. And if he stays, he doesn't gonna kind of say, oh, well, he stays, let's go on with it. No, it's easy to say, I'm not, let's go on with it. You're a striker, the only way, the way I actually get my respect back, you scoring and actually winning something for the club. If he wins something with the club, then I say, heads up, thank you very much, very good. Until then, he stays where I, where I am now. Well, I,
2: I mean, I think I, 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 that's that's pretty hard line. I think um, I think most fans will be much more forgiving a couple of goals and, and we'll be, be back on board just because we, we just think we're better with him than without him. But there is a, there is a principle here. And I think it, there is a definite merit in saying, look, you've got to do a lot of work to do in order to get back to where you was, if you ever can. And it's important for the integrity of... Your club and, and your fan base and the players that that you, you don't necessarily you're not a big club if you just roll over and accept this stuff and it, and the, and the club are bigger than Harry Kane and it should be difficult always. for him to get in the in in inside the, in the first team.
3: Oh, uh, always, the club is always bigger. The play. players come and go all the time at Tottenham so at any club in the world. As simple as that. At Real Madrid, at Barcelona, whatever it is, the club is always the one that stands. And the reason why a club exists is because. The fans exist. Without the fans, there's no football out there. As simple as that. And if you don't re- respect in terms of as a principal point of view, and was the door player potentially was in the last five, six years at first, yeah. I will be gutted and disappointed mostly uh, as such. That on, and, and I repeat it again, the only way you can actually pay it back is to win for the club and madam. Okay,
2: I'll definitely take that a hundred percent. Can I ask, as a player, you, and you know, and you work behind the scenes at the game? Um, yes. Wh- why hasn't he put in a transfer request? And do they have any value? Yes. To do that? This,
3: this is uh, <laughs> this is what the uh, what this is exactly what astonished me about the whole saga of Harry Kane. There is, uh, none of this communication including his statement as such okay Well, I would say nearly half a joke after four five days to come out like that okay Mm. has not said black and white what he wants and what is he going to do but why would he do that what I'm
2: asking (laughs) sorry is why would he go down this route as opposed to just saying look I need to go I've given everything I can
3: because I tell you what you need to clear the rumours as soon as possible as a player. If everybody starts to hope maybe, yes, they're coming. No. And if he says, listen, I want to leave, I put the uh, transfer request, boom. Everybody knows, that's it. He wants to leave. I think that would have been but, better. Yeah, hmm, second? again? That would have been better. I would have yes, that, that. there's be black and white. Everybody knows. The fans knows. Yes, he wants to leave. Good luck with him. Fantastic. But by the end of the day, Man City has to pay what he's uh, worth uh, for the club. So the club can actually go on and pay some, uh, some good players and replace him. Simple as that. Then everybody knows where they're standing. But you and me, or everybody else, we were guessing. Does he want to leave? Does he not want to leave? Mm. Uh, is in a soft statement. Oh, we're not this, we're not that. It's, 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 from my point of view, unbelievable. Blightly hunted and disrespectful from my point of view. If he's the captain of England, you expect way much higher uh, uh, values and loyalties towards the fans that he's been made of disease today. Because seven years ago, he was a, came as a youngster. And he's there because Tottenham Hotspur beat him up where he is now. As simple as that. And he has to be grateful about it and respect the way uh, uh, he's been treated until now but he didn 't do it, and that 's why I, I, I find it to be kind of uh, upsetting
2: you, you, you mentioned before about the clause the no, lack of clause in these contracts, and you don 't know why there isn't one in there but you, you a contract that long it 's bizarre that there there is, there is no clause in that contract
3: I, I'm, listen in a normal business I'm in the business well in any kind of long term business constant agreements, you always either have a, a certain clause in place to because the relationship is a relationship, but the relationship can go sour and you want to leave. And you want to have a certain flexibility on both sides, by the way, okay, that you can actually leave with the conditions that both are comfortable to do it. And I'm actually very super surprised uh, that he signs such a long-term contract without any determined conditions uh, uh, to leave the club with a price uh, uh, He can leave without any conversations. I'm very surprised. I'm, I would say whoever done that contract, without that, they'd, uh, either they either didn't know what he's doing, or he just he was not confident enough. Then he might leave before the six years contract.
2: Yeah, or, or I, I, I think I would err on the side of it being a naive, being in naivety that this decision was made. Uh, or you could say you never dreamed of leaving the club and why would he need a clause? But it's just not, it's common sense. Like, you wouldn't, it's It's
3: just common sense. you you got, in any rental agreement, whatever you want, any I agreement know. you have, it, you have a certain a clause in clause. place, a yeah. break close into it, you know? It's kind of nearly standard with any on the agreements, you know? <laughs> Roman, I can't imagine a world where Charlie Kane's his brother,
2: if, if you believe what's written, written is sitting in front of Daniel Levy and negotiating Harry Kane's contr- contract three years ago. I can't... That can't be true. It can't. It couldn't have just been him and Daniel Levy. Like, it. surely... I don't
3: know. I think...
2: I'm
3: surprised as you as well. And I'm not saying he might, couldn't do it then because he's too young and everything. Because you can't, you can't really say because he's too young. You know, some yeah. people have the capacity and and, and the maturity... To potentially negotiate it. But you can see with this negotiation, the experience was not there. And and I'm 100 percent certain he didn't bring or brought into the negotiation a well-established potential experience agent or slash lawyer, we call it in this case, you know,
2: mm.
3: to advise him to put an exit strategy in place. For his brother and that's something um that's something i'm very surprised in today's yeah. market because i think to, to, <laughs> if it was in the 90s when we were you know uh, listen there were only about three agents in the uk yeah <laughs> by the yeah. way okay yeah yeah and I, I negotiated most of my contracts as well myself oh yes i took my lawyer to make sure the contract it's legally binded but i negotiated myself but today Twenty-five years later, the agency business has grown so much. Pretty much, everybody wants to be an agent now, kind of, because there's so much money involved in the business. You know, it's not
2: reg- regulated either, is and it? And it's
3: not regulated either, and you've got, without a doubt, a lot of schmucks in place, <laughs> as well, to negotiate and, mm. and and not knowing even from the business what to do, and um, and this is the, the this is the harsh industry we're involved there's too many agents are involved we can't even now have a clue what they're actually doing and maybe even advises players in the wrong way and i think this case hurricane is a, a prime example to be honest with you.
2: yeah yeah it seems like it seems that way um do you uh, you joined the club 97 uh, you left yes. in 2001 yeah so you wouldn't have had much experience with daniel levy i'd imagine i mean he no took...
3: daniel levy at that time was still a, a what season tick holder and supporter so it was sugar wasn't it yes i sugar yeah
2: um uh so i I actually firstly i just want to pick up on something you said there about negotiating your own contracts Was that literally just you wanted x amount of money and what what would that process be like or were you just yeah what what was that process like in, in going to the chairman saying look i want a new contract did you do it with an agent or like you said did you just do this on your own
3: you know, you either you do it on your own or you have an agent or a representative, uh, or in this case uh, uh, a lawyer, okay, because from the legal point of view, uh, if it's in England, uh, you need to have a good English lawyer who knows the English law, of course, from the contractual agreements as such, you know, or uh, you go you personally and sit down uh, with the chairman and say, listen, I'm, uh, I'm done now here, I'm, I'm happy to move. Uh, or I'm actually happy to stay, I would like to extend my contract for another two years, three years. Mm. What is it like? How can we agree something? And then, uh, and then most likely the chairman will ask, him, what do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you put a piece of paper, writing with a piece of pen, year one, year two, year three, year four, and, and et cetera, you know? And you start to, start to negotiate and you put a number down and then there will be exchange uh, uh, in terms of parties until you mutually agree uh, uh, a number that both parties are happy to sign off, you know. And that's what the, that's, that's, that, that's the part that takes the longest uh, in anything. But any kind of employment contract when you're negotiating uh, such, it goes like that. If you're talking to your boss or any CEO or whatever engages with you, you've got your salary package or some I'm talking at an executive level because these are executive level kind of packages, you know, mm. uh, uh, in terms of the earnings, you know, you start the negotiating your package, uh, pensions, you name it, everything, all of that. And you go back and forwards. So there's no difference in that. Obviously, the only thing with the players is much bigger sums. And then, of course, there are the agreements of the years. You want to be involved with the club, you know, mm. and, and and there's various angles to be negotiated to be comfortable and and that's something that takes the longest to be honest with you well you
2: we we bought you from calgary um yes.
3: what what, what when, when did you first you
2: know what i remembered i remember watching and i might be mixing my dates up right and my teams yeah. up because it was quite a long time ago but <laughs> uh did you play with the swiss side with Tur turk ilmaz Yes, oh, yes, the '96
3: right. Euro '96. In yes. uh, I was playing in uh, in England against yeah, are, England and Holland and so on, and
2: That's then went right. to Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember that specifically, and obviously Ramon Vega is a name that sort of stands out. So as did Turkilmaz because you wouldn't consider that a Swiss name at all. No, um, but uh, yeah. So, so I remember you, and then so, so how did the how did the discussions uh, uh, sort of manifest from? From Tottenham when you were playing, yeah.
3: Well, I think that uh, was um, already at, at at the Euro '96 during the time I met actually with Jerry Francis because Jerry Francis was the manager at the time,
2: mm.
3: and we had the kind of a uh, uh, a meeting uh, just uh, uh, during the Euro '96 uh, after the game, the last game, I so, you know, to see if we go already either the new season. But the Italian, the Italian Serie A I was more convincing, more early already, to 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 take me on. Okay, mm. so I already had a chat with the manager at the time. Tottenham was there, not only the on the club, Leeds United and Liverpool was there as well at the time, and and I decided to go Serie A because don't forget the nineties of the Serie A. There's no that one of the best league in the world, best mm. place in the world we're playing. And as a Swiss defender from a small country, I was coming to play with the best defenders in the world, the Maldinis, the Costa Couto, the Baresis, you name it, you know, and then play against Batistuta, uh, Zidane, Ronaldo, the Brazilian, oh, you know, I'm sorry to say, uh, you want to go there and, and play against the best, you know, and be part of the best, you know. So that's one decision to go into. But during the six months, Tottenham was not giving up and pursued to take me on board you know and and that's why i liked it because they really wanted to have me and then after six months in the, in the january market we agree uh to come over there and they agree with the recovery to, to be, make a transfer that's and then i spoke to alan Shuka, uh, at uh christmas period because he was starting holidaying in florida okay and then uh we talked about it uh, uh about some uh, some salaries and everything he faxed me at that time we're talking facts you know <laughs> <laughs> facts we some proposals you know and we go back and forwards and then we 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 pretty much uh not quickly but relatively quick uh, agree uh, uh, an agreement to stay then i was very happy to come to to spurs that time was it was it
2: was it was part of it though that you played against Ronaldo and you're like oh, I don't want to do that every season like how good was he was he the best striker you played with you played um,
3: that's not even a question mark this is like yeah this is a different level it's just, <laughs> I'm telling you that now uh, how can you describe as a defender the nightmare of the nightmares And uh, you know I play Alan Shearer uh, yeah. Ian Wright Thierry, uh June Aime and all these guys at the Premier League they're also unbelievable strikers but tell you what Ronaldo was in a different level. The minute he turns on you and he faces you, you better call the taxi. <laughs> <laughs> and at the speed w- with the ball on his feet and, and very narrow going through the defenders, it was just different class. It's, mm. it's very, very difficult. He's a, he's a striker. If you let him turn... Thank you very much. 90% he will pass because of the speed and very close the ball on his feet. It's very difficult to defend. The only way to do it is either have a yellow card or pull his shirt, etc., you know, as a defender. But he was on a different level. There's no doubt whatsoever. The other one I would say, Gabriel Batistuta was just that's a proper goal scorer. He was an 18-yard box uh player. And skillful point of view, Robert uh, Roberto Baccio as well. He was a superb player. So, as I say, I was very lucky uh, and humbled to play against such a fantastic uh, players. You
2: know, and all those players played for different football clubs. So, and, uh, Baggio and maybe played with Ronaldo Inter. Maybe if, if I remember rightly. Yes, I, I, yes, 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 yes From The best baddest shooter. Yeah, and Bast- yeah. Bast- mm-hmm. Bast- uh, yeah, um, crazy, uh, it's a, mad, good. It was an amazing period of uh, of, of, of football over in Italy. Um, so that's probably the best forward you played against. The best player. Can I guess who that might be at Tottenham?
3: Yeah. Well, it, 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 it Might t- Well, David, you it know, for uh, such definitely, yeah. Mm. Uh, because that's the period I played there with him. Okay, uh, skills, creativity, and I think charisma as well. Let's call it. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, he loves the smoke. Had always a fag. It's crazy that i'll tell you what even a half times as well by the way really he'd come in and light up wow yes. i remember it's Graham. you know <laughs> you know George Graham doesn't you know doesn't hold back you know and at half time walking can smell the smoke in the, in the dressing because it's coming out of the back of the, the toilets you know and he's like well he's the french smoking again you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i remember at the time that the relationship was reported to be quite bad between them two at times how how was it
3: oh yeah wait i'll tell you what it was like um, uh, mickey mouse kind of (laughs) kind of relationship you know between both of them you know of course you got david you know very kind of flamboyant yeah Creative, was great, you know, as a defender, was great because he was always option, an option to give him the ball and, you know, he's going to do something about it, you know, mm. on the pitch, you know. But from from this coaching point of view, I think it was the biggest nightmare because of, yeah, he, <laughs> I still remember, I think in a away game against Aston Villa, <laughs> uh, 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 George Graham asked kind of the first half. David Gino away games, I don't think he was the best player. He was a home player. Yeah. So at White Town Lane, you know, the fans adored him and standing up when he caught us guys through the players and everything else. But the away game, you couldn't even see. It was not existing, you know? Very true, yeah. So, Josh Graham, at halftime, he said, David, mate, can you get a shower? Get the train, get down the lawn. I don't want to see you after the game. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> did he, and he just, just did yeah. it. Just left. of course you can see <laughs> swearing in French, of course, in the dressing room. Yes. Uh partly English as well of course, you know, put the yeah, shirt on the middle, middle of the dressing room and get in the shower and we 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 go on with it, you know. So yeah, but at the same time I think George Graham he was good. Because it's the one, he won us also the League Cup in that season. And also, from my point of view, he organised the defence very well. When we played with Tokam in the back, before the, the League Cup uh, win, we had about 10 or 11 games in a row for the fantastic um, track record. One or two goals we conceded. And I think that's, for me, that's one of the best periods because he was really focusing on the defence, organising mm. well, and, and, and what we didn't have beforehand, you know. And... So, from that point of view, I think he was a group manager That time. Is we never, I don't know if you knew this or ever picked it up, but in the stands, we'd
2: never sing his name. We would sing the man in the raincoats, blue and white army. We'd never say George Graham because of the link to... Of course, we'd ask him well, without our rivals. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, and, and it sort of leads me on to the other question, which is a man we don't typically name on this
3: podcast or anywhere else, really. We, we don't need it. to. He's not our player anymore, you know what I mean? He was, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I can. I already I know where you're going. I, right. I, was, okay. I already know. There's only one player you can mention. But anyway, I'm guessing it out.
2: So uh, let's. I mean, I'm just going to say it, just in case anyone else just doesn't get it. But yeah, you played with Sol Campbell at Tottenham. Yes. Uh, you were leaving. Uh, you went on loan to Celtic, right?
3: Yeah, I was uh, just in. Um, yeah, to, to Celtic. Yeah, I was on the Celtic. Yeah, and he was just on his last year or ending his career, in his uh, contract, uh, ended the season, and I was like. Uh, I think in December, January, going to Celtic at that time. Yeah.
2: What was going on there? Like, what, like, from week, we we, see, we saw him promising X, Y, and Z that he's going to stay, he's going to stay, and then he leaves, right? We know that I, story. I, I, but I, behind, I, I, in the dressing I, I, room, what was happening?
3: Oh, listen. Uh, first of all, uh, before I left, I, uh, I knew already kind of the rumors and what's going on and everything else. And I, and I actually grabbed him many times in the dressing room quite angrily as well. He said, listen, you can't do that, mate. You got some fantastic offers abroad as well. I think at that time, Barcelona, all the great teams, you know, to go and he said, mate, don't even think about it. If you have you a chance to go to Barcelona, go there. Do not go next oh, door. Awesome. Hmm. And they said, oh, and then said, well, I'm pretty much grabbing one to one in the dressing room. He said, listen, mate, if you do that, i don 't respect you that in that way, simple as that, because that 's you you't you, you, you don 't don't understand what it means between the two rivals you can 't just change the club like there mm. uh, and go neighbor if you go to Barcelona, everybody will clap anyway because that 's who you deserve and do 're good to at the time. but you go next door, you know they 're going to come into that club in the future you don 't exist anymore, and that 's pretty much told him in his face, one to one. And that's pretty much the last thing I said because then afterwards I went to Celtic. And I had a few 4 before that. I said, listen, do not even think about end of the season to do that. Mm. But again, I'm not his advisor. I wasn't his agent at the time. And he made a decision. And good luck with him. And that's the consequences he has. Simple as that.
2: Well, these are consequences that still, to this day, sort of hang around him. You know, he still, get, he still gets dogs abuse whenever... I mean, he would never come to White Hart Lane now. But if you remember, he came back with Portsmouth and that was a bad day. I mean, in terms of sort of the ag- aggro and, and the tension, that was a particularly bad one. But even now when he walks around, there are Spurs fans everywhere, right? And they yeah, yeah, yeah. they all and, look at him with, even if they don't say anything, right? And I don't, I would never ever encourage anyone to say anything or make, make his day worse or do you know what I mean? He's done what he's done. He knows what he's done, right? But he must know that he's surrounded every day. You might walk past a hundred, 200 Spurs fans and they're all got this ill feeling towards him. And that's, because of that one decision you made back in 2001.
3: Yeah, absolutely, rightly so. But at the same time, so to say, and I saw a few things also in Twitter, like somebody abusing him in terms of filming a video clip in a restaurant privately. That is not acceptable. No, not at all. uh, That is not acceptable. You know, you can think about it, you can uh, uh, despair him, all that, that is acceptable. but you can't do that in the public, and especially after 20 plus years. Yeah. He's gone, he's not a Spurs, wasn't a Spurs, simple as that, that's the way you have to think about it. but you do not disrespect in terms of the abusing on a, on a private, person, no. even especially if he's not the player anymore uh, for 20 years, you know, and that's yeah, something 100%. I, I knock on them at all. To,
2: there was a line, like there, there, there's definitely a line, and that, that that crosses it for sure. I was just saying that generally the ill feeling that he has to be, you know, that that essentially the magnitude of his situation and the and the thing he did back then and the fact that you mentioned it and, and spoke to him about it and saying, look, don't do this, you don't understand the the, the, the the gravity of what you're doing. Or maybe he did. And and then to this day it's still very, very raw. Um but that's what that
3: so, so, this is what I'm saying. If it wasn't the dresser in today with Harry Kane I will take him aside the same thing. I'll be black and white with him and say, listen, mate, don't do that. You mm. don't disrespect. And I'm telling you that now. It's not the same gravity in terms of what the, because it's going there, because it's not obviously the same. You can't compare it, you know, okay? Yeah. But it's very close. If you disrespect yeah. some of the fans, the level of the way he's doing it, it's very, very close. And I we pretty much crap. Harry and the dressing room and tell him off mm. and change as soon as possible because you don't do that especially they they adore you uh, you know you sing your name they're behind you you go behind the back in a way and you're laughing at them and that's not nice I think um,
2: a, a friend of mine made a comment uh, that when do you remember uh, when we played Manchester City and um, they were singing Jaffa Tanganga you're one, he's one of our own as a sort of veiled—I mean, it's true—he's you know from ten minutes down the road, um, but as a sort of veiled dig at, uh, at Harry Kane. And my friend was in the in, in the end, and he was like, "If Harry Kane wants to give up this this adulation, this level of of um, of support, yes, go and join a, a a club where he's losing all of that. He's get, he might gain trophies and lots of money, but he's losing he's... the the adulation. If he wants to do that, then."
0: Well, this,
3: is, this is another window this is where I, if I was a driver I would grab him massively listen to me he's, he's tweeting after Wolves uh, first time what yeah. happened with Man City yeah it was crazy where, where is it is it now because he was pushed to do something about it David complained what was it about Man City Why well, the fact, is it, we, ha- the fact huh? we
2: have to ask that question is, is the problem isn't it the-
3: well this is what I've been saying now here I don't care if he scored goals and everything else, he has not won anything with this club at this point now. Okay, the only thing you can do for this club now, we're going to earn a lot of money because he could be transferred. That's the only thing is, is, done for the club. Simple as that. And to have that respect and show, when and when I want to, Ah oh, Man City, yeah, I don't say anything. Oh Wolves, uh, let's say something about it. Hmm. What does that so, say to you? What does it we- say to you?
2: Yeah, it 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 just says that there are a lot of issues going on and things that that are actually uh, that are genuine and tangible, and this isn't just blown out of proportion. That lots of lots of stuff has gone on behind the scenes that we have no idea about, and we're having to jump. But
3: to the, conc- the, 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 but but you you shouldn't you know that's he's a Tottenham Hotspur's player, he's a teammate in my dressing. it's my dressing room. Why are you not supporting? You're still an, uh, here playing. Hmm. Why a week later you start to support? OK, Ramon, that has been fantastic. I
2: just want to just get your idea and your, and your view of what Spurs might do this season with or without Harry Kane. Um, and, you know, what do you think of Nuno? Is it a good appointment? What, what, what should our hopes be,
3: even if they, are, they need to be tempered? What, what can we hope for, do you think? Listen, we need to be extremely grateful now that we have two games, two of two, six points. Okay, we've done a fantastic start. If you see what the neighbours doing, okay, yep. we are in a very good position and I can see some fundamental good stuff into it from Nunez's point of view as a coach. I like him and it's a good appointment. First of all, I like him because I know he is a very detailed, organised coach. He really goes deep down in the whole data of players make sure he understands the player in and out. From the position point of view, from the data he has carried, he's very well detailed. You can see already some of the signature of him, the organisation skills of putting a team, even not the best players are on the pitch, to to be organised well. And that's, I think this is one of the last two games. It's not perfect, because there's a lot of things just need to be added. And of course, the team is not ready uh, as such to go forward and needs to add some players onto it. But you can see the organizational and, uh, and, and detailed orientated uh, coach. And that's something from Nunio you will expect going forward. And I think that will give strength and confidence to some of the new players, even younger players who might join into it, you know, uh, 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 perform for the club in the future. There's no doubt there needs some players to be added on, okay? And I think six points in the beginning of the season, thank you very much. Gives a lot of confidence, mate. Ramon, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, too. Absolutely, pleasure.
1: It's the in It's the fighting. Fight in. It's the fighting. It's the fighting.
0: A, fight a camo shirt,
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sport Social Podcast Network.
0: Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?